If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. All wise is the owl who can see in the dark. All rise for the lessons of the evening to start. All seeing is the being who created the spark. Man knows he knows nothing if the man is smart. Star charts, technology is silly to those who know real space travel only happens with souls. Molecules and energy disassemble and flows. With space bends and distorts, we are UFOs. King Hiram, master of all builders. Step through two pillars, stalked by three killers. Buried inside a village, but wait. I'm not finished, risen from the grave as a holographic image. Let's have a conversation about the constellations, about sound and light and matter and vibrations. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Ken. Worshipful Brother Earl. And we are, our topic for the evening is going to be uh, what I'm not stealing, but it's a lecture that's done by a Mason in the state of Connecticut. Uh, Worshipful Brother Lemuel L. Johnson, who does a Polishing the Chrome lecture. Uh, I'm not calling it pol- Polishing the Chrome lecture we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be basically perfecting different rituals, the little stupid little things that you wouldn't think about in you know during a degree, Nuance, during ritual. Yeah. And we're also going to get into lodge traditions, and we're going to talk about our lodge traditions, your lodge traditions, and maybe other lodge traditions that you know of, and we'll take it from there. But first, <coughs> I would like to plug... The FreemasonsPodcast.com, along with our Facebook page, our community page. If you want to join it, you have to answer the questions, as well as Patreon. We have extra episodes on there. And uh, you could also be part of Discord, where we constantly back and forth. Yes. Basically, well, this last week has been just, you opened a Pandora's box. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll take responsibility for that. It doesn't happen very we'll often. Bring, we'll bring uh, Worship Brother Earl up to speed. I had said that I'm bowing out of degrees, but uh. apparently it sounded like I'm sending a bounty hunter to Greece. So now there is videos, there's pictures of me as Dog the Bounty Hunter, mm-hmm. me as Boba Fett, I'm standing behind the Parthenon. It's gotten like, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> and even uh, Josephus, the angry monk or the retired monk, has mm-hmm. joined in on the, the fun. So again, I have become the butt of another joke, which is fine. I love it. It's funny. So, uh, but that's what's been going on in Discord. If you want to see that, or even the community page, it's been. Yeah. You were hitting me left and right, and there wasn't. I didn't even have a chance to react. Like, like it wasn't my intent. I, I heard what I heard. <laughs> I could. It's not my fault. The, the pictures and the videos were coming in so rapid fire. I didn't even have a chance to react, and even like, wow, he got me. Like, I got, you got some creative fans. I, I had to basically just sit back and just take it. <laughs> I had nothing on deck. Um, but uh, let's get into some shout-outs. We have, I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, it, his name is Guillermo Alejandro Herrera. Uh, Guillermo, I believe. Guillermo? Guillermo. Guillermo. All right. And uh, Martin Bates both liked the podcast, and also I'm going to read 
What's his name again? Guillermo. Guillermo wrote us a message uh, on the, and I want to read it. And this is pretty cool, actually. And the reason why I'm reading this one is because it's uh, quite interesting. I did not expect this. But he writes, uh, Dear brothers, listening from Argentina. Oh, awesome. That's a new country we haven't, uh, we've done, we've had Australia. Yeah, I don't think we have any listeners we in have Argentina any. So yet, until now. Guillermo, you are the first that has reached out. And I even said, wow, cool, I think you're the first from Argentina. He said, thanks to you, I'm learning more about this wonderful fraternity. I work on the, I think he meant to say ancient, but he said antique and accepted Scottish rite. I don't know how to say this in English, but I want to send you all, I want to send you and all your fellow brothers a triple fraternal hug. <laughs> that is literal translation for triple abrazo fraternal in Spanish. Thank you, brother. And then he said, greetings from Tucuman? Come on. Tucuman? Tucuman Valley. From me and all my brothers at Acacia del Norte North uh, 607 Lodge, we'll go with. Uh, number 607. Number That's six just six. how the you know, oh, okay, okay. other countries do the number. It's oh, really? And with a little uh, like degree sign. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, hopefully one day we'll have some drinks together. Now that would be cool. Absolutely. So uh, I want to uh, let me just see his name one more time. I want to make sure that I, yeah. I didn't actually hear. Yeah, that's Guillermo. Guillermo Alejandro Herrera, as well as Martin Bates, and we're gonna go with uh, also brother Guillermo's brothers at Acacia del Norte, number six oh seven Lodge. So, brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 Oh, oh God. God, that's some strong stuff. Uh, that was actually the stuff that was uh, given to us by one of our listeners. I'm going right back to water. It just destroyed my vocal cords. Earl asked if I wanted a beer before. Now you understand the yeah, ginger ale. Yeah, now I know there's ginger ale on the table. All right. So uh, we also had a Facebook uh, review. So I want to get into that. This review comes from uh, brother Joe Hatcher. And he writes... <clears throat> Uh, this is a recommendation on the Freemasons podcast Facebook page. Down to earth, real guys who you can listen to. I appreciate the laughs and education, guys, and, challenge, and I challenge you to keep this podcast as entertaining as you have. I've binge listened to all 56 episodes. One Impressive. of the few podcasts that I have kept my interest. Uh, education, we try. Um, we do our best. We're not experts we don't ever claim to be experts laughs oh you're definitely gonna get yeah. laughs with us we pepper in some education yeah. every and once in a while again if you want to see some real hard laughs go on uh discord yeah. in the community page because that uh, i got just freaking roasted <laughs> so uh but anyway all right next part we are going to go into the george washington's rules for freemasons life and in lodge <clears throat> And uh, the last one we left off at is let your recreations be manful, not sinful. And uh, how'd we do? Manful, not sinful. Um, let's see. I don't know. I went to my gun club this morning. Went shooting. It's depending on who you talk to, that may or may not be sinful. <laughs> I choose to think that it's 
what was the other word? Manful? Manful. Manful. And you can't get much more manful than that. Outside of that, it's pretty much all I did recreation-wise the last week or so. So I think I did okay. You didn't do anything yeah, immoral, unhealthy, or illegal? Nope. Uh, what's your brother? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, let's see. As far as uh, as far as manful, I, I'm cleaning out my back garage, which I refer to as as Manville. So I think anything done in Manville is is manful. I did go to did go to church uh, today, it being Sunday, where I learned it was my fortieth. Uh, Anniversary. I should have known that before going to church. Hey, so. recharge our cannons. Let's do a let's do a toast. <laughs> oh, we're on it. Let's recharge our cannons. You probably oh. want less this time, right? It's Forty years. Hold yeah. On. Uh, yeah. Maybe just a tiny taste. Just a splash. Thank you. Yeah, that was like a cowboy shot last time. Yeah, I took. Oh God, I took the cowboy one too. I got it. I'm good. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? I like the stuff you brought, right? Yeah. It's really good, actually. Yeah, the, the beer's the stuff I brought, too. Yeah, so, somehow it seems like I'm, I just a, figured, I'm I one just, of the sponsors here. Is I, <laughs> <laughs> I figured I would just reach for something different for rather it. than Over the summertime, whatever you bring tends to last an entire month or two, which is yeah. great because... Right. Well, believe it or not, even we don't really blow through it that much during Lodge. I mean, some Most people go down to Jimmy's. They want to hang out. They want the bar scene. Me, I'm... Free beer! Yeah, <laughs> Free alcohols! Exactly. And we to don't you. have to deal with humans. Warshaw Brother Earl and your lady Tina. Brothers, right, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat! 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 Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Earl. Um, so much. Let's see here. One other thing. Oh, I want to got to finish this up. Then I'll... I'll do another plug or another thing that actually I'm going to put, I put in the beginning of this podcast. If you listen to it on the actual Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever you listen to it, uh, I plugged the song. It's uh, the same song from Apathy, who is the Masonic oh. uh, brother, who is a rapper, and he will be up here in October. And uh, we're going to, I'm not rapping with him. <laughs> yes, <But> you are. <laughs> it's already been decided. <laughs> Uh, but, so that's the song you heard in the beginning of this podcast. Uh, number 110, labor to keep alive in all your breasts that little spark of celestial fire called conscience. That is to say, every day, labor to become more compassionate, thereby letting shine the divinity within you. Hmm. That's some powerful like stuff. It. Yeah, now, just so you brothers know, that is actually these the ones that I've read so far are outside of lodge. The mm -hmm. next section is going to be before lodge meetings. So before what lodge are we meetings, up to? Are they numbered or is it just they are three numbered? Sections? But I think they recycle, oh, okay. which means they point they in this particular book. If you get it, and uh, thank you again, Mike the intern, Mike Ambrecht from uh, the uh, Masonic Roundtable yeah. for getting this to us. Because uh, he listened, he's a Patreon listener, and mm -hmm. uh, he's on Discord, and he listened to us when we were doing the Rules and Civility, mm -hmm. and he grabbed this one for us. Yeah, I, I, I need to get that. I've read the Rules and Civility. That, mm. that, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty a good cool. One. And this one basically is the same thing. It's just it pulls out certain ones for like, like so in other words, it goes, they and jump around. Is applies what I, them to the fraternity. And it applies them to like outside of Lodge. And then the next section, it'll start back, which we're going to get into. It starts back at, let's see here, but number 42. So it recycles back because mm -hmm. this is before Lodge. The rules of civility has nothing to do with Lodge, right? 
Oh yeah, there's a lot of Masonic uh, undertones in there. That's what yeah. this book is about. But is that, that's just specifically it. taking them and applying them to yeah. Freemasonry. Yeah. It's like the but same rules of civility. It, that this that everything you've read in there is in this one. They just go and see if you see like these are the ones 36, 37. It goes right in order. Yeah. But there's a trowel next to the ones that apply to Freemasonry. Yeah, and rule and rules of civility. There there there's some things that are that are kind of kind of nuts but most of it is uh, right is, is really really useful right and we went over the fact that it's it's the times of the day when we were mm -hmm. talking about make sure your stockings aren't are, are rolled yeah. up well, well, yeah <laughs> darn your stockings <laughs> kids but the, the one the one the one that's my favorite is about hot soup hot soup. <laughs> i don't remember that one you shouldn't you should if you have if you get hot soup <laughs> You shouldn't blow on it because that's not polite. You should no. wait till it gets cold. Yes, we did read that of, one. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, George Washington at Valley Forge going, guys, don't yeah. don't drink right. the hot soup while the not, snow is just yeah. whipping. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he, he held to a pretty high level of decorum no matter what he was doing. So <laughs> right. It really wouldn't surprise me if he did that. So this one uh, again. Uh, just want to plug it. In. Well, just say it one more time. Uh, labor to keep alive in all your uh, in your breast that little spark of celestial fire called conscience. Always listen to your conscience. So, good advice. Let's get into it. We're going to start with the uh, the main topic for the night, which is going to be uh, again. I'm calling it polishing the chrome, which is just basically another way, meaning perfecting your ritual mm -hmm. and little things that you might not notice in in the uh, or or things that you can improve to make the actual ritual part of it look better. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not going to violate any things. We're not going to get into yep. explicit detail, but just certain things. Um, oh, I just wanted to uh, fluff this up real quick. I don't know if you guys have been watching Priest's jersey. Watching yeah. Priest's. I find it <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, make sure the face not me. So uh, we're going to start with you, uh, Washer Brother Ken. Okay. We're going to start with, uh, let's do some little things. That, let's talk about, um, what do we want to do? Lodge tradition first, or you want to go into things uh, to do to make the... I, know, I guess we can go back and forth. I mean, I, I didn't have anything specifically for ritual. I mean, outside of the things that we've already discussed on previous okay. episodes. One just popped in my head, though, which is squaring your corners. Oh, yes. Right? So when you're doing footwork, when you're walking around the lodge, we do a lot of walking around during our degrees in Freemasonry, for those who may not know. And if you do it in a haphazard fashion or you're just kind of like, you know, curving, you know, doing a 90-degree turn but doing it in kind of a lazy fashion, it doesn't look crisp. It doesn't look professional. And if you're, like, in a tuxedo performing this for a candidate, you want to be on point. You want it to look almost military, mm. right? Because yes. you're taught to tart... To, to march properly in the military you're taught to to square your turns or make your turns on one toe essentially like pivot really quickly and it's not something that you're learn that like civilians would normally know like if you're in the military or police or something like that um it's kind of drilled into you and it kind of comes naturally when you're in that um you know when you're 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 in a role that requires a certain amount of showmanship you probably would do that naturally, but for those of us who weren't in those particular uh, vocations, we we have to learn those kinds of things. Mm. So that was the number one thing that I really found I had to learn when I started off in the officers' chairs was I'm looking at these other guys and they're you know they're like pivoting on one foot and like these things come naturally to them. 
Mm. It was something that I had to like go and talk to them about and say, hey, how, how the hell do you do that? Right. And they kind of look at me sideways and they say, oh, okay, let me show you how to do it. Depends what kind of shoes you're wearing. Blah, blah, blah. And, right. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Squaring your corners, making sure that the way in which you're walking is the way that it's explained to you in the ritual books because there's certain paths you can't take. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you don't violate those rules uh, goes a long way to keeping people's minds on the actual ritual and not focusing on, oh, well, you did that wrong. Right. So, Worship Brother Earl, what do you got? Something that can be done or to make the ritual, make it look that much better. Look, look that much, I said better. Better. Yeah, so, so, I, so as, as, as uh, Worship Brother Ken was talking about, uh, about the footwork, I know that I don't do any of that, so I <laughs> go find the... Uh, one of the one of the uh, ex-military guys in the lodge and get an education because I don't I don't do too much uh, walking around anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one the one thing I was thinking of was uh, was the, the the knocks that are done as we're uh, as we're uh, going around the lodge. Mm-hmm. It's if they're if they're uniform. I mean, if so so the if you have a, a bunch of guys, maybe it's always on the first guy, but but at least. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm thinking with the with the, the candidates, they don't really have any idea what's what's going on, mm-hmm. nor nor where they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, at least if the if the knocks come the, at the right time, right. it makes makes sense. Right. I want to piggyback on that too, uh, off of your thought. We've had a couple brothers come to the lodge who feel like they need to shatter the shatter the podium with the gavel when they knock it. <laughs> yeah, it you doesn't get much louder the harder you need it, so, to yeah. beat the hell out of the gavel. Again, we had we have antique gavels that we use and they've been broken a couple times from people just just smashing them. There's no mm-hmm. reason to hit it that hard. Mm-hmm. No reason. Uh, enough noise that it and I think the only time that making a loud smack with the gavel is during the EA degree when he first walks in the door. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get any more into detail on that because you're trying to startle them. Or if at you some need point. to gavel somebody down in the lodge because there's an argument or something. You gotta, yes. God, I mean, you got, it doesn't yeah. happen very but, often, but. But there's no need to, to, to punish the podium yeah. you know, for, for that. Uh, my thing has always been, and this is one thing, uh, when the stewards are walking or the deacons are walking, and the best way I can probably show this is if. Worship Brother Earl, you want to hand me one of those? No. We have our uh, Need your staff. We have our steward staffs. And I just want to just show this so everybody knows. I'll try to describe it for those that are... Oh, no, I'm going to be sitting down. So So when you're walking, pretend I'm walking. You have people with their staffs like this. Mm -hmm. They have it like this. They have it like this. The way you should walk and you should all be uniform is to have the... I'm trying to move it because I got the bottle club thing. <laughs> so There's a wall it. behind you. Right. Uh, you should have it turned like this so mm-hmm. that everyone can see what your, your station is. Yep. And that should be all the way across. It's one mm-hmm. thing that drove me nuts is when they're like this and you can't yep. see what like... It should be like this so mm-hmm. that everyone you pass by can see who you are. Yep. The other thing is in the way you carry it. And there's three principal ways that you should carry your staff as moving about the lodge. Mm-hmm. And... If you're walking in uniform or in unison with somebody else who's also you know doing a procession of some sort, mm-hmm. you should have them exactly the same. 
Yep. And I'll show you the three. Consistency is important. I've seen it where they carry them down here. Yeah. I've seen them where they carry it like this. Yep. And I've seen it where they carry it. They walk Straight like up this. and down, yeah. And uh, I'm just going to put this down right over here. Um, and there's nothing wrong with those three ways of carrying it. But if you're going to do it, do it together. Yep. And that, that, that was one of the things I wanted to point out. It should be all done together. You should look exactly the same as your other steward. Mm -hmm. You should turn at the same times. You should you know, keep some sort of uniformity. And it's one of those things that doesn't get rehearsed a lot. It's one of those no. things guys don't talk about and agree upon ahead of time. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that if you're running a degree with another lodge, sometimes somebody else has a different... Mm -hmm. way of doing things and they're used to it and you may not even notice it when you're in that processional but when you're on the sidelines watching it you, you know immediately that one guy's doing it differently and it but, but right, the, doesn't look the, as professional the, it kind of puts me in mind <clears throat> something we talked about the last time is that the is that the uniformity is 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 helpful you know you're mm -hmm. you're you're kind of you're kind of into okay now we're going to because because it's it's the words that, that mm -hmm. matter the most right but if you're if you're getting ready to hear the words and you go Oh man, there's the there's the staffs being look. All the staffs are crooked. Or, 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 or look, like, <laughs> somebody, you know, the candidate off. isn't going to know the difference. They don't give a damn. Exactly. But and again, this also may play into inspection. If your if your lodge has inspections, this might also play into just you know a visitor coming and say, "Wow, they are a crack." Yeah, these guys are sharp. And yeah. I, I have to give Joe's lodge a plug. Uh, George, uh, Joe, Joe, worship brother Joe's lodge a a shout out. Uh, Ashlar Aspect One Forty Two is when I was at their district deputy was the best lodge I seen in their ritual work and uh, worship brother Mark Smith was phenomenal. He rounded every corner he, again. He was in the military too. He was in the Marine Corps, so but squared every corner. It you know for a the rounded corners look. Did I say rounded? Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Square he corners. squared every corner. It's, yeah. Um, but. Me as being a district deputy came coming to visit that lodge, I see him wow. Like it's 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 amazing. It's really mind blowing that the detail, the small details where people notice. Mm -hmm. Um what else you got? Just something else? Let's see, for ritual work. Ritual work. Hmm. Well, from a, from a rehearsal standpoint, and I've probably said this on previous episodes, I can almost guarantee I have, in fact, because I think this question came up. Um you know, if I could give anyone advice on ritual, and it's on something that people don't tend to do as often, I think, is um, when you rehearse your ritual for the last time before you're actually going to deliver it in lodge, do it in the lodge room. Or do it at the venue where you're going to be performing the degree and stand where you're going to be standing and have a few other brothers there at the rehearsal that can mm -hmm. stand in as candidates or sit at stations if you have to have a dialogue with one of the other officers during your part. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, there's... I'm going to go into the science behind it, but there is research to support the fact that when you memorize something in the same physiological state that you recall it, you're mm -hmm. going to have a higher percentage recall. Right. So try to, try to practice it in the same place where you're going to be delivering it. And we, I got to give a shout out while he's on here. Uh, most worshipful uh, Tom Maxwell just popped on. Uh, he's watching. Most worshipful. I do most worshipful. <laughs> Good to see you, brother. Uh, okay. So uh, what else you got, Earl? You got another one? Yeah. Yeah. I just, just, just kind of rolling, rolling through my head about the, uh, the, the uh, taking care of the small details and making sure that, that there is the, uh, 
the squaring of the corners and holding mm-hmm. it, it it just uh, it just brought me back to my uh, my uh, my profession where I work in manufacturing and what you find is that uh, that if you have a place where the uh, uh, the finish is very very beautiful on on certain components and that everything mm-hmm. looks just great that's really something that's very hard to do and the only way you get that done is by process control so you so in, if you have some somebody who's doing that mm-hmm. and they have the good process control like the the polishing the chrome type mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. we're talking about all of the other ugly stuff has already been been taken care of so you you, you look you look at a, at a at a lodge like that and you go Oh look, it's 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 well done. Look how uniform it is. Mm. That's all due to all because of process control, not not because of uh, <laughs> of you 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 had a crisis or something. And right. You went mm-hmm. and fixed it. So it's a I think it's an important thing to, to think about. Is incremental. I also want to just yeah, add yeah, focus yeah, on yeah, one yeah, thing yeah, at a time. Yeah, that's that, that's another another good uh, good manufacturing analogy. Mm-hmm. I also just want to add too that this doesn't necessarily only have to be for degrees. This could be done even in your ritual work when you open and close lodge or have a normal stated meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the major things, another major thing that I think is extremely impressive is your light work. And what I mean by that is you don't have to have a lodge that's got a half a million dollar system yeah. with the spotlights and all that. You don't need that. Yep. Most lodges have your standard lights and you have your altar light. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of degrees, and I've been to a couple of lodges that when they're doing an, the obligation during, they don't shut the lights off. Oh, yeah. That's something we always do. We always have just a spotlight. Just a spotlight. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also very important that, you, you know, I also, another thing that I see, and this was just on a regular meeting night, another lodge, and I cannot recall the lodge that did it. It may have been Ashlar or Aspatuck, but I could be wrong. When they are about to close lodge, they actually dim the lights and do the same thing with the altar light. That's kind of cool. And they actually line up in a big giant circle. And actually, I don't know if they either held hands as brothers or they just stood there in a circle around the altar. You know, a nice big wide circle. So cool. when the, it's reminiscent when of York meet, right a little bit. When they meet, yes. Yeah. But it was impressive as hell. Yeah. And it's like these are the things that, you know, after I, I, if, I if I was an EA and I took the degree and then that happened at the end where they're all standing in a big giant circle and, you know, doing the the closing of the thing and everything that would impress the hell out of me yeah. like that's the stuff that type of work is what's like wow yep. that pops in people's minds especially the first time they're in that lodge hmm. so light work is a big play you know yeah you know practice with the lights come up with different things you know it uh, it doesn't hurt you no. know i mean it doesn't take all that much effort either as long as you're no. consistent mm-hmm. with it and you're doing it every time and it has a purpose or a symbolism behind it. Yeah, I'm all for it. There's nothing wrong with trying new things and coming yep. up with new ideas or different types of, you know, as long as the ritual stays pretty much in line, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to have a problem. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Let's come up with, what do we got? Anything else we can think of? Uh, polishing the chrome. Let's see. What can we talk <laughs> about from a nuance perspective? Um, I mean, it, I keep going back to footwork because footwork seems to be the thing that we in at least in our lodge and in some of the other lodges I've seen tend not to practice quite as frequently um, the way in which you're conducting a candidate is important the candidate should always be conducted in a way that's not dangerous to them for obvious reasons right Correct. because we're mm-hmm. there to protect them mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that we picked up in um, 
I forget which officer's class it was, but it was one of the Grand Lodge Masonic Education Committee officer mm-hmm. classes where it was the first one I had been to. It was actually the second one for that level. I think it was the deacon level one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the junior officer's thing. And they said, you know, never conduct the candidates backwards. So that means when you're turning them, mm-hmm. they always have to be walking forward when you turn them. And it's right. one of those things you don't really think about. Because if you're kind of pivoting on the spot, right? Like you are, they are technically walking backward at a certain point, so you should right. kind of spin them around twice, mm-hmm. or do a one and a half circle so that they're always walking forward when right. you're, you know, pivoting them like that. That that's what Grand Lodge's recommendation was. Mm-hmm. We started doing it in our lodge. It looks a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, but once everybody kind of gets used to it, I think it is the right way to do things. But you always kind of get guys whenever you change anything or innovate a little bit. There's always those that are going to kind of scoff at it and tell you that it's the wrong way of doing things. But as long as you have a purpose behind what you're doing and make sure that your officers are all behind it and that the master's good with it, I think it's... Right. I think, it yeah, makes I the think degree I, look more professional. I mean, bring I, it up. I'm trying to piggyback off here, but I'm also thinking... No, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, there's certain, yeah, exactly. I, had to, so I bounced saying, around in my I head started a couple to talk times. I'm like, all right, there's that one thing nope. that we can talk about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean... There's uh, I'm trying to think of the other uh, point that I wanted to make, but I'm trying to say it where uh, it, it wouldn't be giving anything away because the last thing I'm going to do is give anything away. But it's no, I mean, again, you can see it on the History Channel. At some point, you're blindfolded, and you have to stand in a certain way. And I've seen people, now mind you, this person is blindfolded. They've actually reached and grabbed body parts such oh, as legs to yeah, move them no, and everything. Don't do that. No, no, no. Don't use, never use your staff to direct that, that a candidate was, to do was, anything. Now, see. Uh, I'm so I against we'll that. talk after. Yeah, we'll talk I'm so after. against that. But, that. that was one of the things that I was going to bring up that we, I think we actually do uh, mm-hmm. at our lodge kind of kind of poorly because we don't really talk about it enough. Is, mm-hmm. is, as, as, as George said, you have, a, you have a candidate there who doesn't, I'm just thinking back to, to my, uh, mm-hmm. my time through where you have to, end up uh, putting your feet in a, in a certain way and you have to make make certain right. steps and put your feet in some other way and it's just a disaster because you, you can't you have no idea what what I mean, I, for me I didn't I didn't have any idea what was going on mm-hmm. and I'm just I've got people whacking me with sticks I've got yeah, people no. now see I, it's terrible yeah not not cool I okay we'll, we'll talk about this real quick there, there there are clever ways that I think those officers mm-hmm. can impart onto the candidate what they need to do footwork-wise without using manual intervention. Like, there are ways you can describe it, and I think that's something that should be practiced. I think one of the ways they always say is just repeat it in their ear until they repeat what you want them to do in their yep. ear until they do it. Yep. That doesn't and happen let, And do it time. in a calm way so that they know that it's not like, oh, if you can't figure it out in five seconds, right. like, all bets are off and you got to leave the right. room. Like, take your time. I've always used... I've taken the staff. I've never whacked anybody with staff, but I've just mm-hmm. touched and said, yeah. place that there. And but, just the touch, the feel of it is, oh, but, that's but what you, he means by but, that. But you, but you know what's interesting? I'm just going off of something that that the horse from Brother Ken was saying is, uh, is I, I, I did I did a lot of a uh, lot of work for a long time ago recording uh, books for uh, blind people, mm-hmm. which is effectively what you have. Mm-hmm. And if you if you put yourself in that situation mm-hmm. and you describe, you know, what what somebody needs to do, mm-hmm. 
I think we could do a decent job at describing it so that so that the, the candidate is standing there and go, oh, this is this is kind of weird, but mm-hmm. this is what they want me to do. So we right. you can you know, get them most of the way there. Yeah, get, get just a, just an augmentation onto yep. the onto the. the yeah, with that being said, you need to have stewards that have the that have the nice, capability of doing it. They have a nice it. voice, and yeah. they're common, and they can actually. I don't know anybody <clears> with a nice voice. <laughs> I mean, a steward that's a calm person who's not going to get frustrated when they're not doing Correct. it right yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. If you, you have to do something like, oh, move your foot, move yeah. your foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. But again, those are things you have to practice. But we never practice that. that, right? Have you yeah. ever practiced that in a rehearsal? I mean, we never have. Yes. I, I've, okay. I've directed the way that I have done it, Okay. which might not necessarily be the right way, but I think more. I think we should focus on that more than we do because we're always really big on like, hey, you've got that lecture, do that lecture now in front of the the rehearsal rehearsal group here. My other and then thing, oh, you've got that part, you do the obligation. Okay, now we're done, and right. we don't think about footwork. We don't think about the other thing. Directing is when you get to a certain point in the lodge where you have to turn and face one of the senior officers. Again, not getting into heavy detail, but mm-hmm. you have to turn and face one of the senior officers, and there's. You know, steward, two candidates, another steward, deacon, and they all turn at different times. <laughs> in different like, directions. In different directions. <laughs> a, like, yeah, what our lodge got stuff. in the tradition of doing would be when the first guy, when they get up close, you know, obviously, you know, the conductor will know when to slow or speed yep. up or anything. But the last guy, when he gets to that position. One tap, right? Yeah, we do that taps, too. Yep. And then the front guy will tap. And then they all turn. Yep. And it's very uniform. Yeah. Again, just it's not in these are things that are not found in your ritual book. Yep. It's going to just tell you turn and do this, but yeah. it's not going to tell you how to turn and do this. But you know what? They probably don't do this. Or they might do it differently in, in other right. jurisdictions, but uh-huh. in our jurisdiction, uh-huh. the committee for Masonic education puts on those officers. Oh, it, let me just also say take those, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, they're like officers' classes. Classes, thank yeah. you. Take those or seminars, seminars. seminars. But there's Take like, them. yeah, it's like two hours out of your Saturday, and you go and you learn so much from these guys. I think they feed you too, the, don't they? Yeah, there's like a like a breakfast or something <laughs> Free like that, or a food. lunch. Or, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you have to go to, to Wallingford to do it. But I'm, I'm sure if you if you're going into the officers' chairs in a different jurisdiction, mm. look at your Grand Lodge website if you mm-hmm. haven't been to Grand Lodge or you don't know that much about them or talk to somebody who's a part of Grand Lodge, I can almost guarantee you they'll have something similar. Absolutely. And, oh, my God, I learned so much from going to those things. <clears throat> yeah. So, so helpful. Because, you know, even when you're going to rehearsals and stuff, there's never an appropriate time in Lodge where you can be like, hey, tell me everything you know about this officer's chair, right. oh, wise one who's been through it so many. Like, they're, right. you don't get that opportunity unless you go to a, a seminar like this where you also don't get that opportunity. On. You also don't get that opportunity if you don't go to rehearsals. Yeah. Go, go to, to your rehearsal. Yeah. Go to your rehearsal. It's informal. You show up. You get to do the degree. Yeah. You, you sometimes if your master's laugh. really nice. He'll bring pizza and beer. Yeah, like <laughs> like some masters I know. Go to rehearsals. While I'm on this subject, thinking in my head, see Marshall brother Doug Barry Jr. Marshall mm-hmm. brother Doug Barry. See Marshall brother. Um, Marshall brother. No, he's brother. I think he's Just an bro- officer. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, brother Douglas Barry uh, popped on here, and he reminded me to remind everyone that I'm, we are going to be uh, having Blue Lodge Council up here on September 25th. 
And Morning Star. Morning Star. And we are going to not only be having that, but he is also um, going to be having the 4th District come and perform the Perfect Craftsman. Oh, cool. So if anybody wants to come and... Uh, what Barry, did you say the 25th? 25th of September. Okay. It's going to be up here. Cool. And uh, we're going to have, hopefully, this wall missing and then a whole bunch of uh, area to uh, have dinner and stuff. And we'll commission Brother Scott if he uh, so wants the job. And we'll have a bunch of food, but we're... I, me and Doug were talking. I believe that's what he said. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is live watching. Uh, but we're going to be yeah, doing. If you are a worshipful brother, uh, Doug, I've seen the perfect craft. The perfect craftsman. It's really good. Just yell at me and say, "I'm a worshipful brother." How did you not know I was a taskmaster? <laughs> just yell at me. It's fine. Oh, the terrorist is t- logged on. Worshipful brother okay. Joe Zanino. Oh, I thought you were talking about one of my kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Worshipful brother Joe just signed on. He. Uh, on the road. I don't know. It says he's in Ohio doing his thing. He's traveling. I don't know how you can travel and be on Facebook Live at the same time. (laughs) Who knows? But anyway, let's... uh, Wishful Brother Joe, I'm on your mic again. Yes, you are. You know what? Next half, we're switching. You too. (laughs) Actually, Earl's got some pretty good shots that he's fired at me before, too. So I'm really not safe at all. This microphone is magical. This is not a safe zone for me. (laughs) Not at all. Not a safe zone. Kind of fond of this mic. I don't. I don't want to get. Want to get cooties. <laughs> Definitely don't want to get Mike cooties. Uh, all right, Fair we're point. gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh, I think we've pretty much covered it. Again, this is a just a couple ideas, a couple things to think about um, about things to correct uh, your ritual. Not even correct it. Just interesting polish. things that'll polish it up, make it look pretty. Second half of this, we're going to be talking about lodge traditions and things that we do in our own lodges traditions, as well as uh, others you may know of. So I'm going to keep the live going. I'm also going to plug my commercial here. Joe is not here to sing. I'm sorry to upset you all. But uh, we are going to pause and we'll be back. The Freemasons Podcast presents Real Brothers of Genius. Real Brothers of Genius. Today we salute you, Brother Masonic Rules and Regs Know-It-All. Brother Masonic Rules and Regs Know-It-All. Only you can interrupt a good point by saying... Not according to Grand Lodge. It's in section 8053. Ideas passed around the table, thoughts to improve the lodge. You swiftly join the conversation and crush anything proposed with deadly force. I'm gonna get a hold of legal matters. And even though you have never been an officer, you've read that rules and regulations book cover to cover, memorizing it word for word. You only needed to learn the ritual. Master's prerogative? He needs dispensation for that. Let me show you on my iPhone. So crack open a nice cold orange dry, you jockey of jurisprudence, because only you can keep this lodge in check one section at a time. Brother Masonic Rules and Regs know it all. Brought to you by the Freemasons Podcast, Seymour, Connecticut. Hello, and we're back. Hope you guys like the commercial. Uh, it's a pretty funny one. For those who are going to be listening to this on podcast and not on live. Um... She said, I knew he would know it. So you got credit for knowing your wedding song. Of course I would know it. Well done, Worship Brother Earl. Lodge tradition. <laughs> Let's get it. Before the shit gets sideways. We'll wait till the end for it to get bananas. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lodge traditions. All right. So Lodge tradition that we do here at Morningstone. At the end, uh, when we're about to close, the master comes down and he says a line. And then after that, he says a prayer. 
In our ritual book, it's the master supposed to do the closing line. Basically, again, I don't think I'm violating if I say me act in part. And then there's a there's a, a prayer that comes after that. Yep. The master traditionally does the prayer. Well, not traditionally, ritual wise, it's yeah. supposed to do the prayer as well. Yep. We do not. We actually pass it back to the chaplain because realistically, we've always had it. In, well, Alan Bunting used to do that yeah. part, and yeah. so I like the fact that you know, Warshaw brother Alan Bunting, who's now passed. Um, I liked keeping that because that was always him. He did that yeah. part. So, uh, and he did it because it's probably a, how the ritual used to go back in his day where the chaplain would read the prayer. The master mm-hmm. never read it. And at some point, I'm sure they changed the ritual as they always do. And then it got changed to now the master does the prayer. But we, as Morningstar, kept it that way where the chaplain reads that prayer. Mm-hmm. It is a prayer the chaplain, in my opinion, should do that prayer. So makes that's sense. just a tradition I mean, it that does we make do. sense. Yeah, the chaplain's usually the one who does all of the all of the prayers, prayers. Mm-hmm. except for that one for whatever reason. Yeah, and we, right. the master still reads it in our not reads it, but the master still recites that prayer in our lodge. Correct. Hmm. Your lodge, go ahead. All right. What do you guys do? So one of the things that we do a little bit differently, and again, it seems like because we've discussed these things, you know, on other topic nights. Something always comes up, and we, we seem to always go over these things, so I feel like I'm reiterating. But one of the things we do a little bit differently is we give the sign of the Good Shepherd when we go to prayer. Mm-hmm. So in most Masonic lodges, those of you that, that are watching on Facebook, you can see this is usually what you do. You put your <coughs> right hand over your heart. Glad to have you, Bat. Huh? I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, oh, I'm talking to, talking to people on C- Facebook. Yes, continue going. Skip right um, over me. What we, do, what we do in Harmony is we'll put our right hand over our heart and our left hand over that which is the sign of the good shepherd and that's just for whatever reason that's our mm-hmm. um historically that's the way that we've always gone to prayer mm-hmm. so a little bit different and it's weird when we're in blue lodge council and there's like two guys in blue lodge council that are doing <laughs> this and it's like what are they uh, but you know you're doing it though yeah and you're still representing it instead of changing yep. your oh well, yeah we'll do it even we'll do it in grand lodge like we do it that's just the way that i've even seen brothers do prayer. it in scottish right too Yep, where I was at Scottish Rite yeah. meetings, they do it yeah, every because time. because you you know you start off in Masonry and Blue Lodge, and you mm-hmm. just get you know mm-hmm. it becomes automatic. So other lodge traditions, Earl, you got any on the top of the, well that you can think of? It, yeah, I, I I do have one. It's kind of kind of a disadvantage because I don't I don't really travel around a lot, so I just mm-hmm. I just know us. But uh, one of the uh, one of the parts of the uh, of the one of the degrees it's uh, has to do with the with the apron which. Anybody who's watching us be familiar with mm-hmm. with uh, Mason's aprons is one of our lodge brothers likes doing the the conferring of the of the apron and he's mm-hmm. he's done it a couple different ways and he's it, it's it's almost never what it says in the in right. the ritual book he mm-hmm. has he has uh, one that was from from some older ritual book that he liked he's done, I know what you're talking about he's done it once from a from a uh, he, he lived for for a while in uh, North Carolina, so he's Dave Sorman. Dave, so Dave, yes. of course, Dave Sorman. He's, so he's Dave Sorman. He, Dave, brother Dave has has done this. A worship brother Dave has mm-hmm. done this, and it, it's got a mm-hmm. you you, you kind of don't know what's gonna what's gonna come out. Whether it's gonna mm-hmm. be you know this the standard uh, conferring of the apron or the or the North Carolina version or mm-hmm. the or the version from 1957. But right. you know that that's he that, actually that, gave that, me that book. The okay. South Carolina book, and I gave it to another brother of our lodge, and I told him, "Here, you want to keep a tradition alive? This is what Borsha brother Dave Sorman did." Uh, I know, the, obviously, the standard version. I never mm-hmm. really learned the South Carolina version, but, 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 but I pass it along. 
but it's but it's nice because mm-hmm. I think I think if we had anybody else who want, who had something like that that was was kind of dear to their heart that they like doing it, mm-hmm. it's 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 the right thing to do. Right. I think uh, we have a brother in our lodge who's actually our ritual coach and uh, is our chaplain, and he does. You guys the have same a ritual thing. coach. He's cool. also our chaplain, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the guy know. who knows. Who's our ritual coach? Bro? He's the wisest <laughs> when it comes to ritual. <laughs> we don't got a ritual, ritual coach. It's you, George. <laughs> All right, I'm a ritual coach. Put, put your name under that on the trust. Learn part. it, or you're not advancing. That's my. That's yeah, my. Okay, you shouldn't be a coach, man. <laughs> but anyway, he does it a little bit differently too. I don't think it's the version that's in the ritual book. At least I've never followed along when he does it. But he has his own right. speech that he gives. It's not the master that's doing it. He'll stand up and he'll do his own. I guess I guess I'm the hard ass when it comes to that. You know, I think it's great having a ritual coach. I'm more of the the opinion, and again, maybe it's the jarhead in me, maybe it's not. But I've always had the opinion. I had to learn it, and I learned it in a mirror. So if you want to get to your next chair, you better learn it. Yeah, like you know, anything we can do to make it easier on a brother, I think, is justified. Just because true. we went through a trial by fire doesn't mean that. I, I guess some other brothers, I feel, sometimes need a good swift kick in the ass too, because they could learn. Oh, I mean, it. They some motivation not is to. not a bad thing. But yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I choose know. the motivation in a yeah. in a tougher. You know, it's the jarhead in you. It's the jarhead in me. Sure. You know, it's it's. It's the hard-ass dad, you know? Yeah. It's the hard-ass dad that, you know, beat your ass the entire life. But you know what? You grew up a tough kid. Yeah. The psych degree in me wants to uh, boy help name. people out as much as I possibly can along the way. I'm more of the Johnny Cash uh, boy named Sue type. Yeah. Yep. I have that, that T-shirt of that picture, that famous picture of Johnny Cash giving the middle finger with his guitar on. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, my, my, my son has that, that hanging on his wall. Uh, let's Classic. see here. Well, let's see here. One of the other lodge traditions that we, I guess you would say, I, and again, Ken, you might not, you might have to refresh my memory. Again, it's been a while since I looked in the blue book and seen what it is. I kind of just do it. I have mine now. in my backpack. We can always go through it if you need to. When you open a lodge. Was, it, was the commercial, was that, was that you that we were talking about? Oh, never mind. No, no. no. I don't have the rules and regs memorized. No. no. I just carry my ritual book around like a nerd. <laughs> Not the rules and regs. I've gotten to a point where, with the exception of one degree, the Master Mason degree, that, that I have to, I have to to read it over again, and I actually have to study mm-hmm. it when I do it every single time. It doesn't matter. It's very long winded. Mm-hmm. But the other two degrees, I pretty much I could do them off the cuff. So I never look at my blue my blue lodge or my my blue ritual book anymore. But maybe you can just help me out here. In the beginning of a lodge, it's no no surprise. I'm not throwing anything out there that's kind of funny or whatever. Uh, we do a prayer in the beginning. Yep. Traditionally, how does the chap does he go, go down to the altar to give the prayer, or does he stay up in the east? Just to open the lodge, not for a degree. To open the lodge, just to open the lodge. Uh, to open the lodge and to close the lodge, the opening and closing prayer. The in our lodge anyway, the chaplain stands up next to the master, but does not go east. down to the. No, he stays. Our the lodge, the which I think is we've uh, it's it's waved, it's varied in our lodge, but. Alan Bunting, again, yeah, worship brother Alan, Alan Bunting, right. he used to go Alan, down to the altar, yeah, that's right. kneel at the altar, and he did he did his prayer for memory. He oh, would I've just seen kneel. other lodges do that, too. That's kneel. Not, that's, that's much better. Yeah, I like that's, it much better. I think it thing. looks, I think it's much, yeah, I, I like it much a, better. We had a talk about this hmm. this, uh, this coming year. Right. And uh, one of the things, uh, again, it, it's fine if you read it up in the East. It's fine. But I always thought it was very, I mean, you're a chaplain. You're going yeah. to the prayer. The, pr- the the altar is the place of prayer. Yeah, exactly. And I've always That's had it where the I think the chaplain needs to go down to the altar. 
and again, it's been a, we kept we it's gone for a while, and then you'd get you know you know a new chaplain, and then that chaplain he's doing it the right way. He's reading out of the book, and then he doesn't do it, but the next chaplain comes and does it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. Spencer Miller says, "I don't care how you learn it, just learn it." <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> so. My senior warden asked me if I would be his chaplain next year. Right. So I guess I have a decision to make as to whether or not my knees will be in good enough shape to. <laughs> well, again, you know, obviously, if, every time we have know. to give a prayer. But that's actually, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I like it. I think it's. Uh, uh, Brother Mike Messner says uh, going to the altar. Altar is very spiritual. I think, yeah. I think it's impressive yep. when you go to the altar and actually do it. We'd have to see if it's up to the master's will and pleasure right. next year. Right, yeah, and that's basically all it comes down to. But that's another cool tradition idea, that right? I've seen. Um, I have a couple others, but again, uh, you want to go, Ken? You got anything else? Or are you? Um, the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head, we probably have others now that I think about it, but um, this is another one that I'm sure I've mentioned on a previous episode, but we have um, a different ritual for funerals mm-hmm. than other yep. lodges. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm told is that our ritual is the one that was uh, conferred for uh, worshipful brother George Washington. And he mm. passed away, um, so it's very important from you know to the members of our lodge from a historical standpoint to keep that that tradition going. Um, so it's still, I mean, it's a very powerful funeral ritual. I've seen both. I've seen the the Grand Lodge version, and obviously I've seen ours a few times, mm. and they both have the same they they have the same gravitas. I think it's the same level of. Um, of uh, power and spirituality that you would expect from a Masonic funeral service, but it's just different. Right. It feels a little bit older. It feels a little bit more antiquated. Um, and the members I like of the lodge love giving it. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, the old. I'm a big fan of that one. I'm a big fan of tradition in itself. Just yep. so that's different. I mean, we've I always done that, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we get away with it because we've always done it. Right. But I hate when they come in and they change everything around and make things different. And it's keep it's an old fraternity. Keep the way it is. It doesn't need you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We had, I remember a couple of years ago, we had the whole argument about uh, when you talk to the deacon in the lodge and he says, what is the first great care of Masons when the lodge assembled, right? We know there's a whole ritual. Yes. But there was a whole conversation in Grand Lodge on whether or not to, at the end of the lodge, to continue saying oh, the yeah. first great care of Masons uh, or the last great care. Who cares? Like, just, like... It's always, I think it's always been first and last. Mm-hmm. So, because we're last being, we're closing the lodge. Why, you why have to we, make sure that the wordplay? Tyler is still there. But yeah. why are we doing wordplay? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're playing with a word. Like, I think the, the whole discussion could have been, which took, I think, 20 minutes, could have been just been done. And, and it really wasn't, like, leave it to lodge tradition. You want to say first? Say first. You want to say I last? Say last. I like, don't remember that discussion. You don't remember that? It was a couple of lodge. It was a grand lodge. It was that grand. I remember. Yes, I you remember? I haven't been there in quite a while. So I think I went. I, you stopped years. going after that. Again, huh? I, <laughs> I don't mind going to Grand Lodge. Unfortunately, it's on a Monday. It interferes Boy, with my work. Taking a day off is tough and everything. But I remember during that discussion, and I don't do this too often, but I sit there and I, they started bringing this up and I went. Yeah. I like going to Grand Lodge. I've been there. I think I went the very first Grand Lodge session. Now, we do them in Connecticut twice a year. I went to the first one after I was raised because I had the perfect Ashler thing, I mm-hmm. think. I think it was, no, that was a year after. And then from that point forward, as soon as I entered the officer's chairs, for every Grand Lodge meeting between then and when I w- 
became junior warden, I proxied for another officer. I, I wanted so to I was say this. It is, in, it is important to go to Grand Lodge. Yeah. There's, I mean, a, lot of lit- a, lot. There's a lot of legislation, and you learn a lot, yep. and you get to meet other brothers and everything. It's and a dude, big event. Dude, the lapel Especially pins. In the state of Connecticut's pretty big. I can only imagine what other states. There's so many lapel, so many lapel, pins. lapel pins. So many lapel pins. Name tags. So if you're in the lapel Shirts pins. and hats and ties like and I gloves. Am. and. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. They always have cool stuff for sale. The vendors there are awesome. Uh, Joseph Schultz, do you guys ever use the Tyler's Oath? We don't. I think we used the Tyler's Oath for one guy, and he couldn't produce a dues card. He came to a meeting and then never came back, and we never heard from him again. Do you remember him? Worship Brother? Sketchy dude. Came, said he was a mason out of Massachusetts. Remember him? No. Young well, kid. Well, maybe, maybe I was I was like gone for 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 a while. Was it? Was it? No, no, no. It was well before then. Well before that. I think it was during Brewer's time. So you made him take the Tyler's oath. Did you make him work his way in before that? Did you do grips and words, modes of recognition? Did you anything else for he him? He couldn't that? remember them. Oh, but we gave him the Tyler's oath. Uh, hey, the Tyler's oath. Yeah. Kind of covers us in a way. Unless he's just some rando atheist. Well. <laughs> Uh, I think, mm, yeah, uh, whatever. Hey, listen. Yeah. I wasn't the master. <laughs> I don't remember this one. I followed the master's prerogative. Well, we'll talk about it later, everything. Uh, let's see here. Spencer Miller, where can you get a copy of the old one, the old rituals? Actually, if you go to your Grand Lodge, they should have a library of all yeah, of that stuff. All the previous revisions. Uh, our, no, our Grand Lodge has a library of records and, uh... All kinds of stuff. I mean, they have books, books in the library and, for Grand Lodge. Yeah. They had so many that this last Grand Lodge session, they were trying to get rid of them, and they yeah. had a table full of, like, mm-hmm. you know, They're trying random, to sell them like, off, yeah. Masonic novels and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and just, like, free, take them. Yep. Like, oh, wow. and they're free. Yeah, they oh, were just no trying kidding. to get... They've got too much. I remember they had a bunch of books and stuff out there. I thought they were for sale. They were trying to generate money, but I couldn't no, be wrong. No, they were handing them out, man. Mm. It was awesome. I didn't go to the last Grand Lodge session. I'm a has-been. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh... Let's see here. Other lodge traditions. I think that's all I got. Um, but we don't typically do the Tyler's Oath. But then again, we really don't have too many Masons that come up here that we don't know. Most of the people we know, they're, hey, George, I'm coming. All right. Or we're introduced ahead of time or, you know, are traveling. And if, and and if it's Warship Brother Mike Adams, he says, I'm coming. Says, yeah. Shit, we in trouble? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know who he is. You don't have to give him the Tyler's Oath. Yeah, we don't typically have too many strangers for the most part, come up here. A uh, long, long time ago, I think it was that one guy, and I can't even remember his name, young kid. And then the other one we had was a brother from Scotland. Do you remember him? He came during... Where, where, where have I been? I mean, I, I yeah, this was when we were in the church. You don't God. remember him? Well, the old guys were still coming, Angus? so... He had a long beard. Yes! Kind of a funny cap on. So. Are you, are you, are no, you... I'm just thinking of, trying to think of something No, he was Scottish. Spanish guy. He did have a beard. He had a long beard. Uh, it was around Christmas time he showed up. Can't remember his name either, but he was a brother that was from Connecticut, or or he was from Scotland or something. He was from Scotland, moved to Connecticut. He was a member. He was a Mason in, in Scotland and came here. He knew all the grips and words and everything, so he was completely, he was legit. He was legitimate, you know, in the door. Uh, but yeah, those that, those are the only two visitors I've ever known that came up and at least our lodge, and we haven't had any up here with the exception of the the normals. 
I mean, we're on Main Street. I mean, if you want to consider that yeah. Warshaw Brother Joe is strange, then yeah, yeah. We've had visitor. We've had a stranger. Well, yeah, now you're in a main location. You can get any rando from the, yeah. the street walking up right. here and saying Pretty that they're much. Masons. But uh, that's all I got. I'm trying to think if there's anything else different that we do. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There's just a couple ones I wanted to point out. Lodge traditions. Again, I talked about Ashlar Aspatuck. I believe it was that lodge who did a circle around the altar mm-hmm. with the lights. That was a cool little tradition. Uh, again, not found in the ritual book. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything other. I think that's it. I don't got any off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. All right. Nope. Can't think of anything. So let's get into top fives. Top fives? Top fives. Top five reasons why or what you enjoy about Lodge. We're going to take it in a positive right, light wow. this time. Last time we did the negative. Top five reasons you enjoy Lodge. And we'll start five, 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 four, 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 three, 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 two, 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 one. Good. So we're going to do this with no preparation. Whatsoever. No preparation. Completely off this the top. This is of off. Head. Okay. Come on now. Speak from the heart, Ken. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, can do that. So we're going, we're going in descending order from notice number I said, five to number one. Notice I said speak from the heart, not the soul. Yeah. Because Joe would just burst into flames over wherever he is. Yeah, this microphone <laughs> doesn't know too much about no. soul. <laughs> two people that use it. Top five. Top five. All right, so the fifth out of top five that I enjoy about Lodge, just completely in general about Lodge. In general about Lodge. Okay, number five, I would have to say. Hmm, this is tough because we're ranking them in descending order. Um, I'd have to say the fact that there's some place that I'm going to twice a month and I always know it's. I don't even know what the term is for it. It's the consistency of having a place to go twice Sanctum a month. Sanctum Sanctorum. I guess, but I don't want to say that because that would be one of my right, right, right. higher up. Like the fact that I have a, 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 you know, a safe place that I can... God, how would I term it? You're good. I think, I think we could pretty much read between the lines. <laughs> you can move no, on. All right. A nice place to go to twice a month. Perfect. That I have that consistency in my life. What's your brother Earl? Yeah, so 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 fifth. This is the this is the lowest rank. Lowest rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this where uh, where we're all all together. And if I have some business to conduct, I'm the secretary. It's a business thing. Mm-hmm. I have the most likelihood of getting one of my uh, my brothers for some piece of information I need. Perfect. I would have to go with uh, yeah, being amongst the brothers, just having friends that I normally wouldn't have. Uh, getting myself out of my everyday, so to speak. That's my five. Four! So basically, you just took my answer. <laughs> I said it reiterated better. Reiterated it. I said it better. And now well, you're our, our answers could overlap. There's nothing wrong okay. with that. Well, I mean, I could say at number four that the fact that, um, you know, number four, I would have to say it's the fact that when I'm hanging out with a brother either in a social setting or whether I'm in lodge or at work or something like that, I know I can trust that person. And I've said this before, I'm sure. I mean, this is, it seems like we're rehashing material over and over again. But I love the fact that this day and age when there's, everybody seems to be stabbing each other in the the back and there's all this negative crap on social media. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can hang out with somebody and know that you can implicitly trust that person. You could put your wallet down on the table, walk out of the room and you don't have to second guess it and worry about it. That I think is more compelling this day and age 
than it was in in previous times. And I think it's that's one of the reasons why Freemasonry is still relevant, more relevant today. Very nice. Where's your brother Earl? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have trouble with my uh, my rankings. I'm gonna want to resort these after I get <laughs> right? all, the, all the. What's up, all brother Dan? Uh, the, the one thing I like about coming coming here is uh, is we've uh, we made a made a move a little bit over a year ago from some place that was was really not not very good. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> not very good. That, that was nice. Not very good. Wait, let me say it again. Not very good. Very not In the good indeed. Possible way that I can. And now we have we have uh, here that uh, we worked on. George did a tremendous amount of work, but we Raff too. We've Raff got too. Rafferty too. We've got a we've got a palace. As far as I'm concerned, it's yes. a palace. So yes. it's a it's a pleasure to come down here. So that's number four. But I might want to rank that. You know, I don't have a spreadsheet or anything in front of me. So. Yeah, I know. It's really difficult when you're this detail-oriented. <laughs> I've said it before. Uh, my number four would be a sense of purpose. Freemasonry gives me a sense of purpose. I feel important. I feel like... Uh, I feel like he's just phoning these in now. How am I phoning <laughs> them they're, in? They're, they're probably, he's got a list there. Yeah, I, I think he's... Yeah, no, exactly. I really don't. Exactly. Swear to God. Exactly. Facebook Live right here. Uh, it gives me a sense of purpose. It... Uh, Makes me feel like uh, I'm important, doing something. I'm doing in, I'm doing good work. I'm not yep. just sitting at home watching TV, doing nothing with myself. Like this is giving me something to do. Uh, so that's my number four. I like it. Um, now we're on number three, right? Number three. Third most important thing about Lodge, as far as I'm concerned. should really think about this more before you can pass around you can pass me. you can pass i'm gonna pass okay worship brother earl sorry worship brother earl. All right, all right, again we'll have to have to i don't know where this comes in the sort list after we're done with the hmm. the uh the uh put you on the spot and uh and say things but uh, uh it, i think it's interesting to to get the new brothers in and find out why they why they decided that this was something they were interested in, mm-hmm. uh, what what they what what they think they're going to going to get out of out of lodge, and, and of course you have the some that uh, some that, uh, that that aren't interested, mm-hmm. others that plan to stay for for a lifetime, and the other ones that they're staying for a lifetime. And you're saying to yourself, why in the world didn't we blackball that guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's my number three. The new guys. What am I, number three now? Am I number three three still? Yes, you're you're three. All right. Number three, I would have to say the presence that we give off as Freemasons when we go out in public. Uh, Whether it be be, be a um, a charitable thing or just downstairs, you know, and hanging out at the bar and being in, in tuxedo or going to a restaurant and everything. People look at you differently. Like, mm-hmm. wow, they're impressive. Like, what are they all about? You know, you don't see many other organizations doing that. True. So that's, I would say, my number three. Hmm. You could skip number three if you'd like to skip. No, I mean, because no, you're, you're running, you seem like you're. three. I think I'm just trying to figure out how to rank these things. Well, now you have really to do three and two back to back. Like three and two back to back. All right, so number <laughs> three, I would say. See you, brother. Tough one. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there that the friendships that I've made 
<laughs> you might want to rethink that. What? Dan Sharkus just said Ken has the boy band front air flip going again. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? No, I don't. I'm combing my hair to the side. <laughs> you it's started with the friendship. The right dude. as I read that, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to say number three <laughs> is the, the lifelong friends and bonds mm. I've made with my fellow man since joining the fraternity. But you know what? Right. Screw you, worshipful brother. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, brother. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, the friendships that I've made through the fraternity, I mean, uh, I mean, there's a few really close friends that I've made since I would say high school or college. Right. There's a lot of friends that you make that you just kind of like the, the friendship kind of dissolves. It falls by the wayside. You know, you realize that this person isn't as right. good of a friend as you thought they were. There's maybe two that persist that entire life cycle. And then when you join the fraternity, the friends that you make in the fraternity, I mean, I can't think of one. I made tons of friends mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through the fraternity. I can't think of one that I've been right. like, oh, you know, I don't talk to that guy anymore. Right. No, so you, do, you really don't. It's. That, I think, says something really, really important about the nature of, of the craft. Right. So. That was your number three and two? Or was it number three and number two? All right, good. <laughs> Where's your brother? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll have to, 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 to let the one out that I, I don't know whether this is number two or number one. It's probably number one, which I think uh, Brother Ken has, has talked about. Is it, is it uh, how once, once you get in, in, into Lodge, you, you divorce yourself from from the noise and nastiness of the mm -hmm. of the of the real world right. and you get to, uh, to to talk to people on a on a different level and I've always uh, always said that uh, if you had uh, our, our world leaders and they were they were masons and they, they met each other in lodge be a much much, much better place mm -hmm. I'm sure they'd still bicker and argue because I mean it still happens in Masonic lodges but it'd be a different I'll tell you what, you would be an underlying level of respect. You wouldn't have like, political yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have political debates where there's mud flinging back yeah. and forth or commercials going on there. That would not happen. Yep. Instantaneously that would not happen, I can guarantee you. It would be more along the lines of, Yes, I'm running, I think I'd be good for you, but you know, he's yeah. just as good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be a it'd be a funny debate. My number two. And uh, I'm gonna my number two is going to be a little interesting, and I'm going to go with Warshaw Brother Joe because he's the best number two I've ever met in my life. Number two? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. Interesting, interesting. He's a turd, but I love him. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that now. I was trying to figure out what the nature. Okay. So we're going with uh, toilet humor now. <laughs> that time of night. I had no choice. Listen, I got hit all week long. Yep. So <laughs> Fair enough. I get it. <laughs> Brother Ken, number one. Number one. We're going to do the number ones and then we're closing it down. Okay. What do I love most about love the fraternity? love most about the fraternity. Man, I've covered so many of the other things that I love about the craft. Wow. Drawing a blank, huh? Yeah. Can't I mean, I, I had it in my head you when go last? you were talking over there. Yeah, can we come uh, back to you? You can come back okay. to you. What's your brother? Best thing you love about Freemasonry. Yeah, I, I just, I just, just, just popped into my head, so it's, again, we get the sorting list. But, but for me, I've, 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 I've mentioned it before that I've, uh, my, uh, 
my father was a mason, my grandfather was a mason, all my uncles were, were masons, and when I, when we do our, uh, our ritual, I know that this is the same type stuff, exact same type stuff that they were, they were doing, and I just, it's kind of nice, you kind of feel like you're, uh, you know, you're sitting beside your father or your grandfather, and trying to figure out, you know, what the hell he's thinking about some of these goofy things that we do, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, familiarity type uh, type thing. It's very nice. My number one I hope you're not going to I just remember what mine was and I hope you're not going to take the same one. My number one is this worldwide fraternity. Again, uh, I started this podcast not expecting it to go anywhere. I expected one, two episodes, maybe three, maybe four, get burned out, no one will show up, and then it'll just go, you know, belly up. But actually talking to brothers from around the world, Nathan Moss from from Britain, uh, Guillermo? Guillermo, yeah. Guillermo from Australia. Uh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was because I was about to say my next one. I, know. I was already a step ahead of myself. Everybody, uh, everybody, everybody already knows. That. Already a step ahead of myself. Michael Alchin yep. from Australia. And, you know, Link's Riser. Links, and even Gideon. people, Gideon. People yep. that, you know, never in a million years for my little hole in the wall, my little, my little, what do you call, call this, my little corner of the, the globe in Seymour mm-hmm. where... It's a small little town in Connecticut. It's you know, it's not New York City. It's I, not I, Los I, Angeles. I, I just like to say it's the most ordinary place in the it's world. It's the most yeah. absolutely ordinary New England town in the world. Pretty much. And I'm we're talking to brothers and even people who aren't brothers who are becoming brothers and making Peter Daigle came up here. He drove what three hours from New Hampshire. Yep. You know, the other day, uh, Gideon who came all the way from across the freaking pond to come yep. hang out with us. I love the fact that Freemasonry in itself, in the Lodge, everyone worldwide recognizes each other as a brother. Mm-hmm. And that's my number one. The universality of Freemasonry. The universality of it. Cool. So I'd have to describe mine because I don't really know. I can't come up with a summary term for it. What's that? A pen. You say you had to, to describe to it. I, don't know if it you're draw, I didn't know if you're going to draw a No, I'm not going to draw a Venn diagram or anything <laughs> like that. I think I can use my words, George. <clears throat> but I guess um, I guess I would term it the same. Sanct- you are an IT guy. You made a road in lines of code. I am. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I could, could, probably, I could write code. it down in pseudo code. I had a commercial for I that. Could do, uh, well, I had a commercial. do a Venn diagram and see if you can do it. Yeah, do you know what a Venn diagram is? Venn diagram. Isn't that like a position in yoga or something? I have no <laughs> idea what the hell Venn is. I'll draw it for you later. It's not what you're always trying to focus is your ven, right? Or is that, no, that's, that's your chakras, your chi, yeah, or oh, some okay. nonsense. Oh, my God. All right. So, anyway. Oh, that's we'll, zen, we'll zen, zen, you on. zen. That's zen. zen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yep. We'll talk about it later. So, I guess I would term my number one the sanctity of the lodge room. The fact that, and I really liked yours, too. Like, the universality of Freemasonry. The fact that you have friends no matter where you go in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. that is killer. Mm-hmm. And that probably would have been my number three had my mind been operating properly. But my number one is definitely the fact that, you know, twice a month or however many times a month your lodge meets, mm-hmm. you can go into that lodge room and you can shut out the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the profane world, that term, we don't use it a lot in Freemasonry. Maybe mm-hmm. other jurisdictions use it more frequently. Mm-hmm. But that term always stuck with me. And I was like, Shit, that's correct, man. Right. Like when you're out there 
walking down the street or when you're at your job or in the supermarket or something like that or in Walmart or something like that, you like the rest of the world is profane compared to the world that you see as a Mason when you're sitting inside the lodge room. And the fact that this fraternity gives you the ability to go into that room and meet on the level with all of these men that are from completely different walks of life and have different political views and different philosophical views from you, and you can all meet together in one place, mm-hmm. and they're... Now, look, we have arguments every once in a while, but there shouldn't be bickering. There should be harmony. Right. We should make decisions. The fact that you can do that, that I think is one of the most powerful aspects yeah. of this fraternity, and it's one that's not communicated as much as it should be to the and, rest of the world. And that, and that when you're there, everybody recognizes that... Yep. Harmony is the, one of the yep. things that, mm-hmm. that we should have. It yep. breaks every once in a while, but for the most part, it yeah. stays yeah. harmonious. Yep, everybody comes back to the fact that they all mm-hmm. understand what the rules are. We should, And then you feel like an ass once, you've been, once you're the oh, guy yeah. who's broken it. Oh, yeah, they it's, always it's embarrassing, like, and you have to, yep. Yeah. Then you have to grovel a little bit. All right, so uh, I have to throw a couple things out. Okay, before, just one more thing. George Wait, looks like downward dog. George likes to downward dog. Downward facing dog is a yoga So I have to, uh, I have to do, uh, just plug this in here real quick. Uh, Yes, for those who are listening and not watching, I am rocking a Tom Brady jersey. I am a diehard Patriots fan. Authentic Brady jersey. It is authentic. I have been a diehard Patriots fan since Steve Krogan, and for all those who think I'm a bandwagon. Go ahead and look back. That was the 1980s or whatever the hell. Yeah, uh, I think my family were long, long time ago. But I just want you to know what you guys don't realize. I've been catching shit <laughs> on the, this thing. Uh, Angelo Chavez. Oh, yeah. Angelo Chavez wrote, as soon as I could find it. Oh, God. It might, have, it might even be up higher than I can get onto it. Uh... Yeah, I, it is. It's I, way I, up there. I, I, I can't. Know, even... I guess. I guess my, my, my feeling would be just, uh, just pure, genuine disgust. <laughs> just, just absolute disgust. I know it might be unmasonic to refer to one of your brothers as something disgusting. As a piece of refuse. Something. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Sewer, sewer type, yeah. It's funny though that I rock the Patriot jersey and I catch more. That's when you get all the vitriol. Than I did. They were in like firearms jersey two days ago. I know, right? I wore the firearm shirt and the and like oh, I'm wearing the shirt for the podcast that I'm a host of, and nobody gives you any crap until you wear the Patriot jersey. I rock a Patriot. It's great. And everybody loses their Angelo Chavez was taking shots. Me, he's like, how the hell could you wear it? How did you not get shot walking up Spencer the Spencer Miller, I was saying something earlier, and he goes, and yet you still wear that jersey. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that's it. Let's lock it up before I catch it. does it purely ridicule. for entertainment value. That's the yeah. only reason he's doing this, people. Yes, that's exactly right. It's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. If we were just up here having beers and shooting the shit, you wouldn't bother going and breaking out your authentic Brady jersey. <laughs> I mean... You spill some, you get some like pizza cheese on there or something, and it's like you're gonna cry for the next week and a half. <laughs> it's doing it just for your entertainment, guys. That's exactly right. All right, let's shut it down. So we'll catch you next time for the Freemasons podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worshipful Brother Ken, signing off. Worshipful Brother Earl, signing off. Go Steelers. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>
Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my 